Welcome to Your Photography Mentor Podcast, a podcast dedicated to help you achieve your photography dreams, whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned pro. Now here's your hosts, David Molnar and Rich Coleman. Hey folks, welcome. Welcome to a very rainy, stormy, hurricane-y uh, podcast episode 27 of Your Photography Mentor Podcast. Well, half rainy. It's, it's not really raining where I'm at. Well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> it is cloudy. It's I'm, been cloudy for like a week. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm just letting Sorry. you know. It's, been, it's actually been great. I had, um, man, I even had a surprise wedding on Saturday that I didn't know about. So part of my curse, I don't know if this is about my Enneagram type. I don't know what it is, but I love helping people when they're in a pickle and like that gets out. And like Saturday, I did a wedding that I didn't know about when I woke up Saturday. I woke up Saturday and got a call. Hey, can you help me with the wedding? Sure. How does your wife feel about that? Uh, it's money. She just, she just wants me to bring home the bacon. She doesn't care how much I'm overworked and stressed and dying. She just says... <laughs> Does it pay? Let me teach you about my wife, David. And you know her. She's beautiful and great. If I was like, hey, I'm going to Iceland for a week, two weeks, and it's going to cost 100 bucks because I'm shooting at the Airbnb and all this stuff. And like I, I made this amazing deal, but it cost me like a couple hundred bucks. She's like, we really shouldn't spend the money. But I can say, hey, I'm flying to Florida. It's not going to cost me anything. I'm going to make 50 bucks, but I'm going to be gone for four days. She's like, cool, you're making money. Go for it. So, like, literally, <laughs> if I'm making money, I can talk my wife into almost anything. I could be like, hey, I'm going to Poland for two years, but I'm going to make 100 bucks. Sure, that's fine. It's great. But also, I'm with my wife all the time. Right. And I'm a pretty there person. So she's like, when do you leave? When are you going to Florida again? Like, I get those <laughs> questions a lot, too. But anyway, oh, all this, this cloudy weather has been great. The wind's been coming offshore. So it's like I've had three weddings at three awful times, like over the last five days, and it's been fine. It's been cloudy. You know, there's nothing worse than being on the beach. It being 100 degrees in August and everybody's squinting. And the yeah, wind, like sun, I, yeah. I have to fight the wind or the sun. Like every time I shoot, like I'm fighting those two things. Like I hate wind and I hate direct sunlight. So mm. it's like I have to submit to the wind usually. So when it's cloudy, praise the Lord. Mm. Anyway, sorry, sorry to well, rant. That's my big one. How about that for today? No, that's all right. I mean, speaking of uh, speaking of a blanket statement, uh, do you, I have a question for you. Uh, what did the blanket say to the bed as it fell off? Oh sheet! Oh sheet! I love it. Explicit rating. Um, I said sheet. S H E E T. So there you go. Um, there you go. Okay. So that was one, uh, you know, so for me, it's like, we're getting hit by two hurricanes this week, literally two hurricanes. Um, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see. There's two hurricanes heading into the Gulf. One is Marco who I think was a hurricane. Now is downloaded to a tropical storm. Laura, they're expecting to be hurricane like any minute. Um, so it's really interesting. And it's like the hurricane Marco is supposed to be like heading west and hitting like Louisiana and Texas, which praying for you guys. Um, but we're getting all the rain, like all the rain is east. Like, so they're going to get 40 mile per hour winds and we're getting dumped on with like, I don't know, two or three inches of rain this morning already. 
Um, so it's just like, we're just getting dumped on and it's like, okay, all right, well, I thought we weren't getting the hurricane, but I guess we are, you know? Yeah. So it's well, I mean, in, week, hi- in hindsight, you know? that's kind of good though, too. Cause like, man, Louisiana, it's like below sea level. They're like, let's build it 20 feet below sea level. Yeah. Yeah. In a bowl. I mean, it makes they, perfect sense. I'm praying the, the hurricanes levy them alone. You know what I mean? Ooh, too soon. Never, never mind. Never. Yeah. Too soon. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't want it to hit, I don't want it to hit Louisiana. Like I don't want it to hit anywhere, but you know, like we're at the moment we're we're okay. Not that I want it to hit hard. You have a thick skin for hurricanes. I would think growing up here. I I do. I do. But Mexico beach got pummeled a couple of years ago and that's about an hour east of me. So I mean, I don't wish that for them with hurricane Michael. That was, that was brutal, Brutal. but you know, it's just, it's better that it rains here than Louisiana. I will say that. You know what I mean? Concur. Um, so there you go. I We're concur. trying to keep Brandy, Brandy Powell Fletcher um, safe. She says she's from South Louisiana. So, um, I love the way. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Not, to, not to say name a group, people group they, but like everybody from, I love their accent. As a North Carolina boy who grew up on the beach, I don't have much of an accent, but I can't even imitate like a New Orleans accent, no matter what I do. Nolens. Nolens. Um, yeah, man, my neighbor is from, I don't know, it's like New Orleans, but somewhere in like Southern, somewhere in Southern Louisiana and man, can he make some jambalaya? Uh, he's, he's amazing. My neighbor, Greg, he's awesome. But, um, Greg, shout anyways, out to Greg, uh, all the Gregs out there. We shout love out you. to Greg. Shout out to Greg. He's awesome. Um, What's number three? Yeah. So, oh, uh, I have well, it. I Hurricane got it. Laura. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of hurricane, I've been working all weekend relentlessly on, my my house I measured my house is 125 mm. feet that way so this is a separate building so my house is 125 feet that way and I am getting um doing this myself as a little self project self care self love I'm getting higher speed internet to myself um so my boss doesn't yell at me because man when he's angry or grumpy or, or hungry woo woo man you do get not want to get those texts get, get that guy it's just scary. I'm like, can you eat some gummy bears for the love, for the love of the Lord? Please eat some gummy bears and call me back. This podcast um, is brought to you by, uh, what is it called? Dang it. Nature's Black or, Forest. Black, Black Forest. Forest Black Forest. Organic Black Forest, gummy, bears. gummy bears. They need to sponsor me because I eat so much of the gummy bears. Oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Those. There you go. Man, can you pass me one of those? I wish, you're, I wish you were here. So, hey, today I want to, so, so I'm going to talk about a fourth thing then real quick because um, we've got, you know, we're, we're in the process of doing the Canon R5 giveaway, the sexiest camera in the world. Ever you made. You know, if People Magazine had like, you know, they have the sexiest woman alive, sexiest man alive, the Canon R5 would get the sexiest camera alive or in the world or whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't you it's agree? Gonna be, I would agree. It's going to be, it's, it's going to take a while. Like, you know how like it's like Canon, Nikon, Sony, they're always like climbing the ladder. It's mm-hmm. going to be difficult to, like, it's going to take at least a year or so for somebody to come beat this thing. It's, like, top of its weight class, and it's just, like, a, it's like a fighter who's undefeated. It's pretty right. crazy. It's yeah. just, it's, she's, she's as close to perfect, I think, as you can get. Yep. Yep, this is true. Well, hey, if you guys have not registered for our um, camera giveaway, um, I'm going to post a link right here. Do they have to buy anything, David, to, to win this camera? They do not have to buy anything. They, they just have to be our friends. I love it. And yeah. you know, why don't we have them share that link you're posting 
for a chance to win something today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love it. I love the... We, ne- we never pick well, what we're giving to... away. We never pick what we're going to give yeah. away, like on the fly or anything. What, what are we giving away today? I, I don't know my budget. I mean, you tell me a budget, I'll spend it. Let's give away... Um... Let's give away a flash. Since it's a rainy day, it's like inside. Like I literally had to turn on lights. You know, usually I don't have any lights. So let's give away whichever flash you want. Is that a let's, Young Noah or Godox or what? Let's give away the Godox. I'm I'm liking the Godox. Man, I kind of I went. It's stupid how many pocket or how many stupid speed lights I have at my house currently. I started giving some of my old ones away because I had so many. Um, right. I gave Mos I gave Moser two of them just because I was like here. I literally have too many flashes to put places. So we're going to give away Speedlight. And uh, in honor of this Friday, the last uh, part of my course dropped on how to use that Speedlight in the photo mentorship. Boom. That's awesome, man. I need to give you that, um, that video so you can share it at some point, maybe near the end. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm ready. Sorry, I'm trying to... Camera giveaway... Uh, the camera giveaway is davidmolnar.com forward slash R5. Let me, let, me, let me delete this other thing off the screen. So if you go to davidmolnar.com forward slash R5, you can. Are you serious? I am. Uh, yep. I'm I sure are. really serious. That many. I talked to my little daughter, Juliet. She's so cute. I'm like, how much do you love me? She's like, this much. Because <laughs> like, that's the most she can count on her hand. It's like five. That's yeah, good. It's pretty good pretty cute it's bad when pretty tammy cute. does the same thing though she's like this much my oh, wife says it was this, but only like, only only like one finger i don't know i'm not going to share which one on the pond <laughs> i one. love it this much <laughs> i have my wife's tattoo my name her name's tattooed right there mm. oh there you go i lost love three it. wedding rings my first year of marriage david three dude i this is my original from f- 14 and a half years ago yeah. our ridge when you go surfing, ridge. do you take it's it my, off or does it stay? I need to cut my fingernails, guys. Goodness Ugh, gracious. Gross. Um, when I go surfing, oh, it won't, like, it's kind of, I don't even know if I can get it off. It's pretty That's much wedged said. on it. My hands are too fat yeah. now. They just Well, see, mine on. had, like, a rounded bevel. It was made out of tungsten, which is cool. They make shotgun bullets out of tungsten. So I was like, sweet. And it's cheap. Men rings are, like, 200 bucks. But, I, you know, like, when you get board shorts, they have a wax comb mm-hmm. thing. So mm-hmm. I would take it off, and I put it in that, and I wrap it around. David, as somebody who doesn't surf much anymore, all three times when I lost my ring, I was surfing. I'd feel it. I'd paddle. The three times I forgot to take it off, I'd paddle, and I'd feel it like on my knuckle, and I would just watch it go into oblivion. Mm. The, the first water time wasn't was, like here. The, it's not exactly easy to find stuff on the bottom of the ocean. No, right? and like it's Maybe deeper, too. It was pretty deep, like every time I lost mm. it because I was out, you know, almost mm-hmm. to where the break was. But the first time she was mad. The second, third time yeah, she didn't care. She was like, eh, whatever. Well, hey, we do, I do have an announcement um, about the camera giveaway because we were originally going to end the giveaway this Thursday, um, which is August 27th, I think is, is the correct date. Um, we're going to now, we're actually going to push the end of the giveaway to give you guys a little bit more time to get extra entries and stuff. And also just because of the unknown of the hurricanes hitting the Gulf Coast this week, uh, we, want, we, we like to have a big announcement ceremony and have lots of fun with it. It's um, hard to go live just, without power. I just don't know if I'm going to have power or internet the next few days. I'm just not really sure. And the hurricane's supposed to be hitting Thursday morning, late Wednesday night, Thursday morning. And that was when we were going to be announcing the giveaway winner. So we're going to push the announcement until Tuesday, 
what is that September 1st? Correct. First, which is 1st. kind of exciting because now you have more chances yeah, to win cool. because it's not like just like, Hey, yeah. sign up and get one chance. If you share it with a friend, you get like 10 more. There's all kinds of ways to get more entries or your name in the hat. Right. So we are going to push that uh, announcement ceremony back a few days. So sorry if you guys were really looking forward to this Thursday, but mark your calendars Tuesday, September 1st. Um, the day after our next podcast, cause our next podcast will be on the last day of August, August, I think 31st Monday. Um, and then Tuesday, September 1st, we'll announce the winner of the Canon R5. And, um, yeah, it's just really, really I'll play awesome. wake me up when really September awesome. ends on my guitar just to commemorate the wake me up. It's the easy. It's like, but it's such a good, such a good song, but this is when September starts. I know. It just means I want you to, I want to sleep the whole month. And wake me and, up. And my birthday is in September. So that's why we got to get, we're, that's why we got to do the giveaway on the, you know. Great. Now I have to buy I mean? you something. What should I buy you? Buy me, buy me, buy me another Canon R5. Maybe I should buy you a, like a beach cruiser bike. <laughs> I'm good. No, you got me one. Okay. I just still don't have it. Remember? Uh, yeah, you still don't have it. Um, yeah. They're still sold out. So crazy. Bikes have been sold out this year. David bought me a bike in April. It's been great to not ride it once or even see it. <laughs> There's sold out of bikes everywhere. Hey, let's talk about let's talk about Enneagram for photographers. We've been talking about this. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Um, we have we've had two episodes where we've talked about it a little bit. We've talked about the sevens, which you and I both identify as a seven with a wing of eight, and uh, the seven is the enthusiast. And uh, the eight is the challenger. Um, and I think we should just go through the numbers real quick. We talked about we, we talked about the number four as well with, when we had special guest Jeremy Cowart. Such on, an individualist, that guy. Such an individualist. Quite an individual uh, we had on there. But number four on the Enneagram actually is the individualist, also known as the romantic. Um, a lot of artists like Jeremy Cowart. Or, Sensitive, withdrawn. Um, yeah, like my friend Zach Gray is a four, and then lots of lots of like uh, musicians and stuff are fours as well, um, and they feel like no one else in the world is like them, and they may be true, and that may be true. Um, oftentimes, if if um, if someone ha- you know paints their hair paints their dyes their hair blue, uh, I'm not saying everyone who dyes their hair blue, but I'll, as an example, a lot of times someone who dyes their hair blue to fit in. Um, or to not fit in so that they feel like they can fit in. Like, it's a strange thing. It's a strange phenomenon. They'll do things to look unique, look and feel So unique. temperamental. Yeah. I I'm mean, just saying everything about number fours. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, no, it's, inter- it's interesting. So that's a, that's a four. Well, let's go through the list real quick. Does that sound good? It sounds um, great. Let's go through. I can go number go one. Number ones. I, I like yeah. number ones. The, the reformer. Are you going to the bathroom or you're just... Yeah. Okay, gotcha. I like I like number ones more than number twos. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's just so much me easier too. as a man. <clears throat> People that were born identified as a man. People that were born with a... All right, the reformer. <laughs> That's one way the to rational, That's one way idealistic to type. They're principled, they're purposeful, they're self-controlled. And are you talking about men or are you talking about ones? I'm talking about number ones. Perfectionists. Okay, gotcha. like the, it's, Yeah. Type A, is that like a good, like type A people? Like um, A lot of times type A would be number one. Number one is the perfectionist. Yep, exactly right. Um, but but type A is kind of a, I, I don't term. think. It's like saying you're OCD. 
Yeah, I, I don't think that all type A people would be ones. Uh, I don't think we could put them all in that bucket. Type A could also be like, they want to take charge, which is actually the eight, you know what I mean? And like number, th- yeah, anyways. But, but typically I think type A, what we think of as type A, would be identified with a one, the perfectionist. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that one is OCD either. It just means that they need to feel. So remember this, Enneagram, um, the numbers are determined by you the individual. You can't, someone else cannot identify you as a specific number, okay? They can make assumptions, but at the end of the day, you have to identify yourself as a specific number, and here's why. Because the numbers are not determined by what you do. For example, your external actions, the external actions of a seven doing new things, because that's what they like to do, versus a three um, who likes to check things off the list and do a lot of things so that they feel accomplished. Um, the external actions may look the same, but what determines your Enneagram number is your internal motivations. The why. Okay. Uh, Debbie Karn says, I am decidedly OCD. So the, the internal motivation for a seven, by the way, is the need to feel free. Okay. Hey, if you guys have not shared this podcast episode, will you guys do that for us? We all, we all share this it. podcast episode for us. Let, so and just and there's no and, and to people. recap, being a seven isn't better than being a one because it's a higher number. And there's no such thing as a better number. And everybody has all of these parts. So when you take the test, it says like you identify 95% with this, 10% with this. Like you have all of these in you. And it's been mm-hmm. around for a long time. So this isn't like witchcraft. Yeah. No, it's not like we've scrapped. Um, Lori asked a question. She said, please help me remember again why the Enneagram is important to us as photographers. If you're just tuning in and you don't know what I'm talking about, the Enneagram is a personality test. All right. We've talked about it in episodes uh, 24 and 5 um, and Correct. now in 27 again. And so the reason it's important is because it's a personality um, identifier. Assessment. And when you understand assessment... And when you understand your number and possibly the people that you work with's numbers, uh, potentially your spouse, your friends, or your clients, um, even it can help you work with people a lot better. And guess what? People are, you know, like the world works by getting along with people. Okay. The world, like Mm -hmm. if you want to make money, like people are the ones that pay you. you That tree is not going to pay you money. That tree is not going to pay you money for taking a beautiful picture of it. That waterfall does not, that waterfall does not have an Enneagram number. However, if you take a picture of that waterfall and it's beautiful and you find an Enneagram number four who wants to be an individualist and have a unique piece of artwork that's signed um, of a waterfall in Iceland, then that Enneagram four is the one that's actually going to pay you money for your picture of the waterfall. So what's interesting about it is when you understand your Enneagram number, you can kind of help flourish as a photographer. So for example, um, as a seven who always needs to try new things, it wasn't, I, n- I now understand why um, I wasn't content to just do one type of photography. You know, I've specialized in different types of photography over the years. Originally, I was an assist, a photo assistant. Then I became a wedding photographer. Okay. And then I became a commercial album cover photographer. And then I became an advertising photographer. Right. Um, And, you know, shooting magazine covers and stuff like that. Right. Like a seven always wants to experience new 
new things. If you're a perfectionist, like a one, um, then you know, really detail-oriented work might be really good for you as a photographer. It, it, a perfectionist, um, it might be awesome. Like I know there's a lot of perfectionist um, photographers who are uh, food photographers. You know, because they're having to just dial in like food and product. And they're dialing in that stuff like real, real perfect, perfect um, so that it, you know, displays well on the poster in um, Cracker Barrel or whatever it is. Um, and so I'm just saying knowing your Enneagram type can help you not only work with people, but understand what types of photography you might thrive in as opposed to, to not. You know, Dave, I, mean? I, have a, I have a fun um, I have a fun thought. So we just said what the one is. Principled, purposeful, self-oriented, self-controlled, perfectionist. How would that? And that's like the pros. Let's. That's like the pros of this photographer. They have all these things. Like, what's a negative thing for a one? So that people listening that are ones can know some things they might struggle with. Yeah, I think. I think the um, just the, a fun. It make know, this I, more fun. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. You know what? I I I think. Um, I, I wish I had read up on the ones like this morning because it's one of those things where I'm I'm trying to remember I'm racking my brain if anyone if anyone can like ping this but the ones I believe would struggle with um, tr trying to always make things too perfect trying to control things maybe a little bit too much worried about the details kind of what you would imagine an OC, OCD person might struggle with sometimes you know what I mean um, and and they uh, you know they might need to feel like everything is all their ducks in a row and that everything is perfect, right? Mm -hmm. um, is there anything else you want to add to that before we move to the two? Uh, like maybe like having hard realistic expectations. Like if you're a perfectionist, like sometimes the issue is you have this idea of what you want that's like unobtainable, and you're like mm. number one as an artist. Like I hate my own work more than anybody and I'm a seven. So like, mm -hmm. I take a picture, I'm unhappy with it. I'm imagining somebody that's a one that would be a huge, huge like struggle for a type one is like they're pushing for that perfection so much that like it can stress them out. Um, mm -hmm. They can, they can, yeah, obsess can... Over, they can obsess over the details and it could be, you know, being highly critical is not a good thing. I don't think. All the time. You know what? And I believe, so it's interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe, um, you know, number one, I am not an expert in Enneagram. We've just been, you know, it's been helpful the last few years to understand stuff. When, when I get stressed as a seven, I believe I go to a one. And what's interesting is, so Kimberly Strength Sangster, which your middle name is awesome. Uh, it's a very strong middle name. Um, Sorry. Uh, she said, to I'm too critical, too critical of my own photos, mm. right? And so uh, I think a one could end up being really critical and, you know, potentially negative about certain things if they're not, uh, if they don't feel like everything is perfect. Now, I'm not saying all ones are negative or something like that, but my ones. wife is like, if I get, if I get stressed, like if something's like, you know, stressful, like the website ha breaks having nine kids, like that, which is having nine kids or whatever it is. And I get home. Cause usually like our house is a mess, you know, like, sorry, babe, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus, but we have four little tornadoes that just, you know, from two, a two year old, a three year old, a six year old and a seven year old right now. Like it's just, it's just a mess, you know? And we get, you know, we clean the house, but the, the point is, is like, it can go from like looking perfect uh, to disaster in a couple of seconds. 
and typically it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, it's just this phase of life that we're in, you know, because you pick up something and it just it's, gets thrown again a few seconds later. But my, and usually I'm, I'm fine about it. But if I'm stressed, I'll start being real critical and be like, why is the house at rest? Well, like a mess, you know, my wife's like, oh, he's stressed. You know, like, because oh, typically David, I don't David's really just being that. a jerk today. Yeah. She's like, yeah. David's just being a jerk today. But that's, I'll go to a one in stress. So it's an interesting thing. Let's move on to number two. Number two, okay? the helper. Number two is a helper. Exactly. And um, my, wait, what, what number is your wife, by the way? Do you know? My wife is definitely a helper. She's she's a two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's funny, dude. We're we're like the same. So so my wife is a number two as well. I mean, she's a ten. She's a ten. You know what I'm saying, Jenny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on the enneagram, she's a two. Okay. And and two is the helper. And this is this is an interesting and complicated and wonderful and sometimes horrible person to be married to. A two <laughs> is you know. Uh, it's one mostly oh. wonderful. Mm. And here's why. Because the seven is really selfish a Amen. lot of times. Uh, and, and they'll go do stuff for themselves because they're like, I just got to, you know? Um, like, I, I, it's, I'm it's, going to it's hang out with my friends. Look, Kids be damned. Right yeah. yeah. Explicit reading now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it's, uh, um, the two is always thinking about other people. They think about other people. They're like, my wife is Miss Empathy. She is the epitome of empathy, and I am not. You know, it's not that I hate people. It's that I'm like with our kids. I'm like, so what? Your knee's broken. You know, like your 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 bone is sticking up. out. Like, get suck it up. Get over it. We'll go to the I'm doctor. Such, just quit I'm crying s- about I'm it. I'm such. I'm such. I'm uh, yeah. Literally, I'm like, just stop fussing. Like, it'll be fine. You know, like I know your bones hanging out, but like, whatever. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But like, but in all seriousness, like my wife is Miss Empathy. She cares so deeply about everyone else. She's always worried about other making other people feel comfortable or taken care of. Okay. And for me, I'm, I'm more like, I don't know, are we having fun? Like, that's all I really care about. You know, like as a seven, that's kind of like what I care about. Um, and what's interesting about the two is that they're motivated by, by wanting to feel needed. Appreciated. If you, if you underappreciate a number two, woo, that's how you can be unhappily married. Let me just tell you about that. Yeah. Don't underappreciate to... your two. Exactly. I appreciate you saying that. Um, so anyways, um, it was too good to not say that joke. So I just, you know, it was one way to go about moving forward. So the, the two wants to feel, needs to feel needed and they thrive on being the person that helps someone else. Do you know what I mean? Like they want to feel like they feel good when they help someone else and not necessarily out of a, uh, I forget the word I'm looking for, but not necessarily in a healthy way all the time. It's not this like um, charitable thing all the time where they're just out of the goodness of their heart. They're helping other people. I think a lot of times it's that way, but they actually want to feel they need to feel needed. So if someone can start doing something on themselves, like by themselves, they will try to hold on sometimes to helping people do something instead of pushing them out of the nest. Mm-hmm. 
which is interesting because they just, they want to feel needed. My kids will never move out of the house because my wife won't let them. I get, we're, we're, we're right there. I love you, Lauren. But it's, it's one of those things where that can be an unhealthy thing for a two mm-hmm. because they could potentially hold people back by continuing to make their beds as if a mom is a two or continuing to um, just spoon feed, spoon feed someone something. You know, the kids is a great well, illustration. And, and, like, and to think about yeah. it too, like from a photographer's perspective, if you're very empathetic, like you're kind of, I, I feel like they'd make good storytellers, twos, like a tube would probably make a good storyteller. Like having her help hmm. you at weddings, she probably captured the emotion really well. I don't know. I'm just oh, saying a she, photography she, storyteller. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah, you. Like, yeah. I feel like she'd yes. be really good at like, like as a seven, you're just like, what's fun. And she's like, no, no, like mom doing this thing is important because she's like in the moment with them. So that's like a pro mm-hmm. and like a con would be maybe sometimes she is so worried about everybody else that she's not worried about herself. Like, I feel like that's a big thing twos have. So you know, having self, self-help is huge in any, like as a business owner, as soon as you let self-help go, you're in trouble. So like bringing it back to photography, I'll just try to, like I said, my mind works in analogies, David. Well, and, and if you're a two as a photographer, you might overwork the crap out of yourself. My wife overworks herself like crazy to the point I'm like, just sit down and relax. Like the house is going to be a mess afterwards anyway. Cause like, what's the point? You know, it's so just going to be messy again. Um, yeah. But you so, just but said it, you're a seven. You just complained about the house being a mess. So that's why the cycle is really bad for twos and sevens. It's pretty funny, sure. man. We are the same. It is, it, it, it is pretty funny. So, but the thing is, is like a two using my wife as an example, she will not take care of herself. Like this morning, she made everyone breakfast. Like we switch off. Sometimes I make breakfast. Sometimes she makes breakfast. She made everyone eggs and biscuits. Um, and then, you know, she's trying to get the kids out of the door for homeschool because we homeschool sometimes. Or we have like a homeschool meetup occasionally. And, um, and like her, her eggs are sitting there cold. And so she got everyone else food and she's upstairs chasing them, getting them to brush their teeth and like put their clothes on and all these different things. I'm like, babe, your food's getting cold. And I'm like, I can go help do that. Like, Eat your food before, and she did everything, and it was like time to get in the car, and then she eats her food. And I know that's like a typical mom thing, but that is a two thing, okay? They take care of everyone else before they actually take care of themselves. The other day, my wife was super stressed, all right? Sorry, Tammy, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here. She was Don't super worry, stressed. she does not I, listen and, to this. And, yeah, she, she <laughs> doesn't. She doesn't have time. It's okay, my wife for herself. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Um, so, like the other day I was coming home. I was just like, I'm just going to come home early. Typically I come home at like five, five thirty, something like that. And I was going to come home at like three thirty, three forty-five. And I was like, babe, I want you, we live near the beach. Okay. We live like a mile from the ocean, which is amazing. And we can ride our bikes through a state park path to get to the beach. And it's beautiful. Um, my wife has not been to the beach and sat on the beach by herself in the entire year that we've lived here. And we live in the freaking most beautiful beaches in, like one of the most beautiful beaches in America. Okay. It's just absolutely stunning. I don't know. It's like so good for your soul. I don't care who you are or if you like the beach or not. When you are sitting on the beach, looking at the ocean, watching dolphins and feeling an ocean breeze on your face, that is good for your soul. Okay. And my wife has not done that once since we lived here. So the other day she's all stressed. I'm like, I'm coming home. I'm watching the kids and I want you to go for a bike ride by yourself to the beach. And she's like, okay. 
It required me forcing her to take care of herself to go have a quiet moment because otherwise she will not take it. I'm just impressed your wife listens to you. That totally would not have happened for me. I mean, I love, I mean, it'd be cool, but I don't, I almost don't believe it. Like, is this real life? Honestly, she doesn't most of the time. She's like, she's like, yeah, but I got these other things to do, you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, but this was a time when she actually did it and she felt so refreshed afterwards and she took like an hour and it was great, you know? Um, so I have to buy my wife, I have to buy my wife something scheduled to do the same thing. Like here's a massage. It's already booked. You have to go. Sucks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, I know. And, and, and two, like, so here's the thing about a two. Uh, so I think we can talk more about twos because like our wives are twos and we interact with them all the time. Like I don't, I don't have too many ones in my life. Um, or is Kristen a one? Kristen's a one. She she's says a one. she's a one. Chris, she says she's one. Yeah. Um, Prove she it. self-identifies it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she self-identifies as a one. Um, so the, the two won't take care of themselves unless you, unless you do it. But here's the thing unless you like force them or something they when they do have needs and because they are so empathetic for other people they get mad at you even when you're not a two and you don't naturally like i'm a seven i don't naturally empathize and like try to feel other people's feelings and try to think about what's wrong with them um am i right crystal (laughs) uh but anyways um like they'll get mad at you for not rel- realizing that something's wrong with them. And I'm like, use your words. Like, I don't know what's going on in the depths of your soul. Like, I just, I don't know. I tell my wife you all know? the time that I'm not a mind reader and then I'm in trouble, but it's true. I'm like, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought we were great. I had no idea you've been pissed at me for two weeks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just an idiot. Exactly. Anyway, well, that's so that's and that's they're mad at the you two. for not empathizing. I know, you know I know, yeah. and that's how, that's what twos are. So if you're two, marry a seven. If you just want a lot of fun, three <laughs> is the three. achiever, success oriented person. Yep. They are all about checking off boxes, and threes and sevens can look the same if you don't know. But it's like David said, it's like what drives that person. You know, the the three is mm-hmm. driven. Um. They're adaptive, you know, what else? Tell me, you probably know more about threes than I do. Yeah, th- threes can, um, you know, so, so John Price, who is, uh, you know, used to, used to work with us. I still he was my John. favorite, He's I know. Awesome. John's awesome. He was the cutest employee um, we've ever had. <laughs> so John was a three. He was a hardcore three. And John is awesome. He's, they, they have so many um, strengths and they're amazing. They're amazing at getting stuff done, okay? Um, three is the achiever. They thrive on achieving things, checking off lists, um, and uh, and they just they like they like to be the get it done person. They thrive on being known as that. Um, and so, what's interesting is remember how I said what motivates you is what determines, not what your external actions look like. And so, the three is the the achiever, and they are motivated by being perceived as successful or Mm. achieving a great many things. Mm. So in other words, their external um, perception is what motivates them. So a seven, um, we love to be loved. We like to appear successful, or at least I do, okay? But for me, what's intrinsically like important is 
feeling free to make my own choices. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not how you, you look know, to I would, other people. Right. I, I do care about that, but I'm saying first and foremost is that I have the choice of freedom. I can do and say and be and wear what I want, you know? Um, like a blue which v-neck. is interesting because like a blue V-neck every single day, you know, which is interesting because I have the freedom to wear whatever flipping color I David's want. David's going to wear or, a red V-neck uh, wear, next week just for you guys. It'd be crazy. But I'm saying what's interesting is there's freedom and there's freedom and limitation sometimes. So the three though wants to be perceived as successful. Okay. Mm. So for their, to, to their boss, they want to be perceived as someone who gets, gets stuff done. Right. And, 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 uh, and a lot of times threes are flashy. They can be, um, where they want to drive a successful, they want to drive a successful car. They want to have a successful house because they want to be perceived as successful. Okay. It's great to have a three on your team. Okay. Some faults of a three. Well, well, wait first, before you go to faults, how could this help a photographer being a three as a photographer? How could it help a photographer or how does it, what does it look like? No, no. Yeah. What does it, what does it look like? And like, what are your strengths as a photographer in a three before we get to flaws? Cause the flaws will work both ways. If you hear the flaws, you can see how that'll help you suck. What do you think a three, what do you think um, some of the strengths for a three? The strengths are, you probably have a banging website. If you're a three, you care about how you're perceived. So Mm -hmm. you probably have like a really good website and you're putting your best work forward. You know, so like from a client that doesn't know you or know who else they're booking, like let's bring it back to portraits. If you're looking at a fours website and it's like artistic and crazy, and then you look at this threes website, I hit my mic, it's probably the most put together website and it probably looks the best. You're like, dang, like that that guy looks, that guy's, that guy's a photographer. That guy... And then he shows up to your shoot in like a Mercedes or a BMW. You're like, God, that guy, this guy's a photographer. So like look yeah, like a million bucks, this- charge a million bucks, I'd say. Like that, that's like one good thing. Like you're, you're probably going to look good so you can charge good. So um, I, I don't necessarily think that all threes are flashy per se, but I think that it's, that it's important for them um, – their, their internal motivation is to be perceived as successful. And sometimes that looks like flashy Mercedes, you know, um, or, you know, the Rolex watch or whatever it is. And sometimes it might be a more quiet, subtle thing. It's like the, the, what, they, uh, what they define success could look different, look and feel different for them. Yeah, but they're driven. But they they're, want they're, to, they're, they're as, want, as a people, they're driven people. So like if you're driven to be a photographer, you're not going to sit on your arse and not be one. You're going to be one. They're driven right. and they're also they're like image driven. conscious. So it's probably going to look a little I, better. Image conscious and, and success oriented and uh, checklist. So a photographer that, you know, a three, one of the, one of the tendencies they have to do, they have is to book a ton of stuff because they want to achieve, 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 achieve. Cause they're I booked achievers. 64 portraits this month. Right. So the people that, that like book, like, the massive amount of weddings, I'm like, I don't even know how you do it because weddings exhaust me. Like, I, I mean, I th- think they're awesome, but I'm like, oh my gosh, that's stressing me out. Like when Rich books all these weddings, I'm like, oh my gosh. Uh, now granted, if they're a two-hour wedding, it's different than a you know 12-hour day. Of, I only book half-hour sessions for weddings. 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, you only shoot the first 30 minutes of a ceremony. Just you know? the pre- No, no, no. Catholic, just the Catholic the pre- ceremonies are like an hour prep. and 15 minutes oh, long yeah, by themselves. Maybe. Yeah. Or a Canadian. Um, dude, and then they, that's, and then they that's, kiss. That's, that's, that's not even one Canadian speech. Like, not to throw Canadians under the bus, but man, you guys give the best dude, speeches. Canadian speeches are the They're best. so long, though. It's like 45 minutes of like the most heartwarming thing. And you're like, I haven't taken a picture in 40 minutes and they're still going. Man. Ben and Jay Donor are brothers uh, that are good friends of mine that live up in uh, up in Canada. Don't you uh, know? Near Toronto. Don't you know? Um, hey. And and I shot both of their weddings, and the speeches at their weddings were just like my wife and I were like, we have never heard speeches these amazing, like so good. Oh my gosh, you know. And it was like we had to sit down. Like usually as a photographer, we're like standing up taking photos of the speeches, but it was like an hour and a half long of speeches. So we got to sit down. And for it was a minute entertaining, like, but man, know. are they long? Like that's like that's yeah, that's a people group thing. I've Canadian weddings yeah. I've done. I remember looking at Tom being like, "This is fire," but uh, I can only take so many pictures of him holding a glass and laughing. You know. Right. And that was the point. Like you take pictures when it's like a new or funny moment and then you like sit down because there's 30 minutes of like other parts of the speeches. We're like, and then you like use the, the trigger to pop your flash. So it looks like you're working. <laughs> That's the lesson for today. You have multiple yeah, flashes yeah. set up. You're like, if you pop that off when you hear people cheer, the mom's no longer wondering if you're working. They just assume you got it somewhere. So pop a light. When, <laughs> Pretend to work, but document, but document important, important. Uh, yeah, moments. I mean, yeah, we're just recreate it, recreating moments yeah. since uh, that's my business logo. Recreating moments recreating since two thousand eight. Yeah, um, so funny. What um, are the flaws so of uh, like? What are the flaws of a three, and how so the, that the three the three tends to overcommit, right? They might book too many photo sessions. They might think that they can edit these photos faster than they really can. They I'm might say, sure, right all you what? I'm drowning in edits right now, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a three, yeah, but I am drowning. You are, you are, you've overcommitted because the seven likes to do new things. Like, sure, I'll shoot a wedding this Saturday morning, even though I wasn't planning on it. Uh, you're too nice of a guy. So, um, so yeah, the, th- the threes can do that. They also will tend to round corners to get things done. Um, a lot of times the three wants to get, they don't want to be held down by like, by the one's perfection. Okay, the detail oriented or the formulas or the the systems that are put in place for them to follow. The threes want to get to the end result faster because they want to be perceived as successful and get that done, get that stuff done. Right. So uh, the threes can tend to round corners um, and maybe not be as thorough in some of their processes because they just want to get to the success part of it quicker. So threes are wonderful. They're great people. to have in your team. Yeah. Kimberly asked the question. I wonder if Nada is a three. I don't know. I wonder if she, she, she sounds like a three cause she's like, go, 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 go. Um, so I don't know. We could ask Nada. Salvatore it probably, it, it would, it'd be not a problem to ask her. Yeah. We could totally salvage, salvage, salvage this conversation. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So we've talked about ones, the perfectionist. We've talked about twos, the helper and threes, threes. Um, as the achiever so one might like might uh be too critical of their work okay they might take too long to edit photos they might take too long to set up a shot you know because Mm. they're too perfectionist they the ones also um might be really really great at the detail-oriented stuff like product photography or 
you know, magazine photos or, you know, even portraits if they're, you know, getting to tweak the light inside of a studio. So they're perfectionists. So they're really going to be good at paying good attention to the details and tweaking stuff until they get it to be absolutely perfect. But they could be, they could never ship their work because they're too worried about everything being perfect. So it's a catch 22 there. The twos are the Rich? The rich Coleman's. I'm just kidding. It's the helper, our wives. The help, the helper, our wives. And tell us about the twos in the, as a photographer. We're just as a photographer, them. they're probably they're. I'm I'm assuming they're probably great storytellers. When my wife worked for me for like a year, she was a great storyteller. They're very generous. They make the people feel great, like at a at a wedding or a shoot, because they're like empathizing with them. Yeah, um, but they have a hard time with uh, with self care, and that can be bad as a photographer and a two at least observing for my wife she you know when we started editing photos uh sorry when we started working together because we were husband and wife wedding photography team for um really about a decade but specifically um full time the last five years of uh of our 10 years shooting weddings ish well anyways whatever the point is, is that we would shoot together and tammy would care so deeply about the photos and about the clients and the individuals and how their story is being told that I could go through and call a wedding, you know, choose the pictures. You missed this crazy moment. And she would literally go back and then like, I'd be done. The wedding's edited and she would go back and not let me like turn in the photos to the client for weeks because she would have to pour her heart into making sure that everyone was taken care of. So then she started calling for you only, exclusively. That's how you fix that, bro. Hey, Tammy, you're calling. Um, by the way, world, world, listen to this. I took David's family pictures almost two months ago. They probably haven't been called. They have definitely not been edited. Tammy did call them, but it took her like a month and a half. That's, that's the thing. And and I I know like, I just, I just got to sit down and do it, but I'm a seven. So that's an old thing. I'm on to new things. I just don't want to have to reshoot you guys next time I come because now your, your most recent portraits (laughs) are out of date. Pictures are pictures are outdated. Um, no, but that's the problem with the two. They may have real big issues calling in an, in an efficient way or choosing images in an efficient way because they care so deeply. And my wife specifically, maybe it's a woman thing. Maybe it's a my wife thing. Maybe it's a two thing, but she goes back and forth on trying to make decisions over and over and over again because she cares and feels so deeply. You're, you're stressing me out. Stop it. I know. What's I know. a three? Um, and so a three is the achiever. Okay. Achiever. Three is the, let's get, let's get it done. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. And I want to be perceived as someone who gets it done and drives Mercedes and is successful in life, you know, but they might round corners. They might try to get to the, to the finish line quicker. Um, and not saying they're going to cheat per se. It's just that they may be like, Oh, that's good enough. Like, let's get this done. Let's check this off the box. JFS. Right? JFS. Just freaking ship. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so the three can also overcommit you know, and get too busy and overbook and do these different things. Right. And they may, yeah. they may burn themselves out. Okay. They may look like a hunt. They may look like a rock star, and all of a sudden they crash. Okay. So one, the perfectionist two the helper and three, the achiever. All and right? four, we talked about last that, week. Let's, let's highlight that. And then we can wrap her up and do a giveaway. Yep. Sounds so good. Jeremy so Coward, four, the beautiful, the bold, the artistic, the withdrawn type, the dramatic, the self, the self, some seemingly self-absorbed, the sensitive. Uh, that's the individualist. 
the individualistic. And if you yeah. want to, if yeah. you want to hear about that, episode twenty five was all about the individualist. So not that we have to beat a dead horse. I don't recommend beating any horse, <laughs> but especially not a dead horse. Um, because what's my, the point? My dad's yeah, wife yeah. raised horses, and when I ate horse in Iceland, she got really upset with me. So I don't. I no longer beat or eat horses. True story. I ate pony in Iceland. Yeah. Sorry, sorry if that offends yeah. you guys. I had to Thank try it. Pony. I also ate Thank whale. Thank you for ponying it up. Yeah, they can't have well, cows there. Eat, they die. I didn't know I was eating pony you, until afterwards. Did you eat it medium rare or was it whale done? That <laughs> no, was actually pony pepperonis. Mm. No, I, I meant ate, the whale. I know the whale. Yeah. Um, man, that was, was very slubbing. interesting. It was. It was very interesting. Because you can't eat that in America. It's like illegal. Like whaling mm-hmm. is not illegal there. In, anyway, mm. it looked like a steak, it, but then it looked just like a sirloin. And then when you cut it, it was fishy. Mm. It was weird. It was very interesting. It looked like it should taste like steak, like a really red piece of steak. And then you ate it and you're right. like, that's fish. And then immediately it was gross. But I ate it. <laughs> and I'm picky. Yeah, I'm I know. picky I, as all get well, out. But I did it just because I was there. Yeah. So, so we, um, so the four is the individualist going back to, you know, back away from the whales. The four is the individualist. We talked about Whale. that with Jeremy Cowart last week, uh, or was that last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And, um, two weeks ago. And, um, that was episode 25 with Jeremy Cowart talking about four is the individualist. And they are, they feel like no one else is like them and like their circumstances are unique in that they feel this need to be different. Okay. They want to fit in but they can't just go do what other people do. They have to feel like they've come up with these ideas and do these things themselves. They're also really great at ideas, Pearson people. And sometimes they can be really moody and emo. You know, a lot of times fours are, um, you know, if someone has blue hair, uh, because they've dyed it, like there's a, not, not absolutely, but there's a good chance they might be a four, you know? Um, and so sometimes fours can go back and forth on their emotions and they can be ups and downs and all sorts of things. We need fours. They're wonderful. Some of the best creations in existence, you know, whether they're movies or pieces of art or, you know, world-class photographers like Jeremy Coward, a lot of times, you know, some of their they're fours and they're not, not, they're not necessarily all emotional per se. Some of them really are, but they're not necessarily all like this emo emotional, but they do feel unique. Um, and like no one else is like them and like no one else can understand or empathize what it's like to be them. Um, I love trying so, to empathize with fours. I, and I, I, that's like one of my favorite things to do on a daily basis. I just empathize want to with fours. With them. Yeah. <laughs> crystal. I try. I try. Yeah, with, with, Chris, with Crystal. There's a four in my life clear. and I love her. Her name's Crystal. Yeah. It's awesome. All right. So next week, um, so we're going to wrap up. We've talked about episode, we're talking about one, two, three, and four. And then next week we're going to cover, um, five, six, and we will recap seven and we'll talk about eight and maybe nine. Then maybe we'll talk about the final five numbers next week, even though we've already talked about seven. We'll blow through it. It'll be fast. Less, uh, less horse talk. (laughs) Yeah. Less horsing around. Um, we'll do, we'll, we'll, you know, make sure we do a well done job. Well, oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we won't we'll go as far into the whale, you know, to pull stories out, you know. I got it. Well, it's David, um, we do need a winner, and I haven't even looked, but it's great because our, our four on the team is on her job. She's the only one that works. Um, just kidding. <laughs> you know what, David? Let, like, not to talk. I'm gonna do this because I don't care about time. It's, here's the great. Yeah. Here's the great thing about the photo mentorship, which is what makes this podcast possible and these giveaways possible, mm-hmm. like buying a camera. The reason I love. David Molinar 
your photography mentor. And the reason I really love the photo mentorship, is, which is world-class training within this small group, is you call somebody, you, like you, you call customer service, you're getting a photographer. You message in for help, you're getting somebody that understands camera. It's not like there's this company from another country that doesn't know what's going on. Like I love everybody on our team because they understand photography. Like how many customer service people are also great at what they do? Like Autumn. Like I think about Autumn. Is, Autumn has the crappiest job because people call her when they're upset or they need something or something's broken. And instead of like getting somebody who doesn't know how to answer their question, they're getting Autumn who knows how to answer the question. She's a photographer. She knows how to shoot. Yep. She knows how to take world-class pictures. It, or they're in the Facebook group talking to Crystal, doing the same thing. And I, that's what I love. Like as we talk about Enneagram and everybody on our, our team who's different numbers, I just wanted to shout them out because how great is that? It makes it so much easier to like refer us because it's you know, you're getting people that care and you're getting people that understand photography. Yep. Can you imagine Absolutely. if like you called Apple support and they knew exactly about the clicking noise in your ears because they're Apple nerds? Like there's a disconnect, even though like you go to a store and that Apple person knows a lot about Apple. That's what I feel like we are. We're like the Apple store of online photography education. End yep. of rant. That's awesome. Yeah, well, check out the photomentorship.com if you Dot guys um, – Check out thephotomentorship.com if you guys want to join the photo mentorship and stream unlimited access to all 27 and counting of our courses. Um, and, uh, and also get all your questions answered and have you know access to the best, the best photography mentors in the world, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Well, hey, let's do this giveaway. So we're giving away, what are we giving away today? We're Flash? Giving away, we're giving away a Godox uh, TT600. Here's the Yom Noah version. You have the Godox one. <laughs> I got it right here. It's a speed light. Speed light. And then you guys, you know, if people join the photo mentorship, they can take your speed light photography 101 course. They can learn, learn how to take portraits lights. with this. Mm -hmm. That's right. Today. You can learn that today because I teach really fast, evidently. Yep. Don't yep. worry, David. My, right. all, my, all my teaching is bite-sized and digestible. That's awesome. Alrighty, well, the in the winner that was a very witty joke. You know what I mean? Uh, like, yeah, the winner is you can announce Kathy Wittenberg. Kathy, you have won a flash just because we love you. Kathy, that's all. Flash and a flash. Yep, that's right. David, David, can you right. flash her? Flash us real quick. No, I meant turn on your light and pop it. What did you think mm -hmm. I meant? Your batteries are straight dead. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, the battery's dead on this sucker. No, it's not. Oh, there we go. Get to push and long push. Yeah, push. but it's... Uh-huh, their test light's on. I see it. Boom. 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 That's how I want to end every podcast, with a flash from David Molinar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what, David? Guess what? What's up? What's up? I love you. <laughs> you too, buddy. You too. Hey, everyone, have a fantastic day. We'll see you next week. Make sure you register for the camera giveaway, by the way. Free um, camera. Free camera. Um, free camera giveaway. DavidMillon.com forward slash R5. We're giving away the Canon R5. R5. Um, next week, so make sure and register for it now. We'll see you guys soon. Have a great day. And uh, yeah, love you guys. 
Thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss out on news and events. Give us a rating on iTunes or simply tell a friend about us. It helps us get the word out so we can help more people reach their photography goals. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what topics you'd like us to talk about. Email us at hello at davidmolnar.com. This podcast is brought to you by thephotomentorship.com. Thank you.